Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. The show that is so bad if it were on the endangered species list, nobody would care. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the Pipes Magazine radio show, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly broadcast dedicated to all of you pipe-smoking hobbyists around the world. And if you've heard the show before, you probably already knew that, so that was just a big waste of time. But hey, it's Thursday night again. What a show we had last week. What a show. Got a lot to talk about that in the mailbag. Tonight's show. Uh, going to talk about stem materials, different kinds of materials from the old days of uh, pipes and current materials of new days of pipes. We'll get in a little more detailed into stem materials. My guest will be Hiroyuki Tokotomi. Sat down with Tokotomi in Chicago. Gonna have to do a had to do a whole bunch of editing on this one because we used a translator, so I got to trim it down. So this will be really interesting to see how it sounds to you guys. Anyway, Tokotomi, great guy, wonderful, friendly, humble, master pipe maker. You'll hear him. Uh, music specifically uh, because of Tokotomi. Mailbag and rant at the end. Some of you may think you know what's coming up in the rant, but. Uh, We'll see. Anyway, we'll see. At home this week, can I just tell you that I'm tired? I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired. My uh, my my diet has gotten off uh, kilter recently. Seems like the last uh, six, seven days I've been living off of caffeine and ibuprofen. Anyway, survived my daughter's uh, Sweet 16 party, had about 20 teenagers over to the house on Saturday, had to get the house ready for that. Son's almost fully recovered from his hernia surgery, and then on top of that, we started putting in new floors in the house, so I had to move stuff around, and I am not the most physically fit person. It's made my uh, pipe smoking kind of uh, limited lately because the only time I'm really got a place comfortable to smoke is at work. However, the good news is, did get to spend some time out on the front porch and uh, my friend the little poopin' frog. Yeah, that's what I call him, the poopin' frog. Anyway, he's a uh, gray's tree frog. Saw him for the first time again a couple days ago. Sitting out on the front porch, he was hiding in the hydrangeas. Anyway, favorite spot. Love to see that the little frog is back. Hope he eats up a whole bunch of mosquitoes. Hey, everybody. All right, I've rambled on long enough. Let's get the show going. Sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Here we go. Do you need a reliable source for ordering pipes and tobacco? Do you find it difficult to get your favorite blends outside of the U.S.? Fournoggins.com stocks all of your favorite pipes and tobaccos and ships all over the world. All forms of payment are accepted and orders are processed the same day. There are no worries when ordering from Fournoggins.com. Fournoggins.com is your source for all of your pipes and tobacco needs. We ship in the U.S. and international with no worries. Fournoggins.com for all of your pipes and tobacco needs. This is Internet Radio. Welcome back. In uh, just a few minutes, we'll have the interview with uh, Tokotomi. In uh, the meantime, here in Pipe Parts, the stem has been referred to as the most important part of the pipe, especially the part towards the front called the button or the 
last part that really goes in your mouth. Even uh, we've heard before that Lars Everson said that that is the most important part of the entire pipe, that last half inch. So what are stems made of? All right, current market. Current market, there's basically two different kinds. There's vulcanite and there's acrylic. Now, vulcanite rubber is the softer feel on your teeth. A higher grade version of vulcanite is something referred to as ebonite. Ebonite is rolled layers and cut into rods. That's what you're going to see on most of the high grade or artisan style pipes. Cumberland has also been referred to as an ebonite. The benefit for vulcanite, it's much more comfortable on your mouth much more comfortable to hold in your mouth. It's a little less expensive to make because it's just a vulcanized rubber that's very hard but still has some give to it. It's easier to shape than a uh, than an acrylic stem. The drawback, we all know about them. If you're a clencher, you're going to leave teeth marks in it and if the if the pipe is not kept clean and kept out of the light, eventually you'll have oxidation where you have to get it buffed or get it really cleaned. And there's several methods about it. I'm not going to go into those right now. But that's essentially the vulcanite rubber. Acrylic, which is also called lucite. However, lucite is a trade name. Acrylic is a very hardened plastic. Acrylic is much more durable, very hard to scratch, very simple to keep clean both on the outside and the inside. The drawback is it's very hard on the teeth. It has absolutely no give whatsoever. That's why a lot of you'll, you'll see a lot of American pipe carvers or a lot of the high-grade guys are going with high-grade German ebonite because it's kind of a, uh, it's a hybrid between the two. And I like it. It's much more comfortable for me without all the drawbacks of having to deal with oxidation. You still may get a tooth mark in it or may get a scratch in it, but it's a little bit easier to buff out. Much, much easier to keep clean and a little bit more comfortable on your teeth. Now, let's go back in time. We'll go way back, way back. Are you ready? Some of the first stems for pipes. We all know that the, uh, that the clay pipe really didn't have a separate stem. It was actually just poured clay. And all you did was really put the clay tip into your lips. And in fact, the clay tavern pipe, when it was brand new out of the firing house, it came with a red tip. And then in the, uh, in the pubs or in the, uh, in the old days, you'd walk in, you'd buy tobacco, and then there'd be a rack of clay pipes up there. Well, when you walked up and grabbed it, you broke off the last end of the stem so that way you didn't share the same part that somebody else had used, you'd buy the tobacco and pack it, and then you'd leave the pipe there. So that's why the pipes got shorter over time. But that's using a clay mouthpiece. Fast forward a little bit, let's go through some of the other things that have been used for, uh, for mouthpieces. Amber, real amber, fossilized tree sap has been used for mouthpieces. Amber was kind of traditional on the early meerschaums. The way you can tell amber is that it is really clear, easy to see through some most of the time. However, it's got grains and it's got patterns in it. Amber is no longer used because it got really, really expensive. And to get a good long piece of amber and then drill through it to put a draft hole in, 
that can that can really cause a problem. You can crack it fairly easily. So when it got real expensive to get and it became less reliable to work with, you see a lot of people moving away from amber. Plus, it was not comfortable on the mouth at all. It's a fossilized or a mineral, and it's, I mean, it's rock solid. Uh, it's also kind of cool, and if you remember Jurassic Park, that's where they found the, uh, the DNA for dinosaurs was in the mosquitoes caught in the amber. Now, in the uh, 1920s or so, Bakelite, which was the first real hard plastic, that came into fashion. And you'll see a lot of pipes on the estate market from the 1920s, 1930s have a clear or a uh, somewhat see-through looking stem. That's actually old Bakelite. A couple of pipe makers nowadays are still are using the uh, Bakelite. They've, they're buying old pieces of raw Bakelite and they're actually working with them and using them. So that's kind of fun. You get a whole bunch of different color schemes and a whole bunch of color variations inside Bakelite. Uh, if you go back even further, back behind the, back into the into the 1800s, you'll actually see some of the uh, some of the pipes were using a reed, a little reed right out of the water that they would just jam into the bowl. Especially in uh, stuff like corn cobs and stuff like that, you'll see just a straight reed, and it was literally just a way to to, to deliver the smoke from the bowl up the stem. Uh, very rarely you will find pipes that have either an ivory or a bone material used for the stem. And even more rare than that, you'll find a pipe that is actually all briar. 100% briar all the way through. So, various stems through the ages. The most important thing to me, though, is that the stem is comfortable for you. Figure out what you like figure out what you're looking for. If you're collecting older pipes, make sure it is the original stem. Try to learn what to look for with the original stem. Sorry. All right, let's get rolling on here. We're going to get to uh, Tokotomi in just a minute. There's nothing quite like fishing at dawn or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe. An American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. Hi, this is Kevin Godby, and you're listening to the Pipes Magazine Radio Show. Welcome back. All right, what you're about to hear is excerpts from the conversation. Uh, Ryota Shimizu from smokingpipes.com was nice enough to come up and translate for me. I've trimmed this down so that... You hear the question, you hear a little bit of the translation or a little bit of Tokotomi's answer if it's in Japanese, and then you hear the translation response. So it's going to be a little rough on the ins and outs, but what you're about to hear is somebody who is truly passionate about uh, pipe making and about music. Toku-san, please tell me, when did you start an interest in pipe making? Maybe 21, 22 years old. From so 35, 40 years? Uh, yes. yes. About 40 years. And who was your inspirations when you started making pipes? 
ファースト最初のインスピレーションは誰から受けましたかうんあの一番作り始めに対しては店頭に並んでるパイプを見て作ってなんで自分がインスピレーションを受けて何かをこういうものを作りたい時に思い出したのは6年イバルソンそれからラルス・イバルソン<笑>あの時のアルネ・アーネ・ユングそれから、えーえー、とイエスこの人He first saw、uh, 16s and Lars pipes on display in the Japanese pipe shops. And the cross grains that he saw at the shop、uh, was, a, was a shock to him because he didn't think that these kind of pipes existed. And when he saw those、uh, pipes, he got inspired to、uh, make something similar to that, to be able to make something out of a, a cross grain pipe. Did you go to Denmark to study? Denmark, the Nihon no Kokunai, the Motto Wetakata, the Nakanaka, so you chance a Naka, Nakte, Shikatanakte, Toji, Jibun, the Saishonia, Ichman Saishonia, Horbeck, me, and Chanto Ralphen to Kinagara, Kokomo, Jikanar, Matatuki, Rashe, so they sixteen to Kayo, you know, the Nemke. He would have liked to、uh, learn more about pipe making in Japan, but he, there wasn't a chance for him to learn there. So he, he knew he had to uh, uh, go to Denmark and learn、um, pipe making. But Uh, at first, he sent mails to、uh, Holbeck to learn pipes from him,、uh, but he didn't get any、uh, answer. So he decided that、um, after th- three or four times trying to、uh, get a hold of him, he finally decided he's just has to, he has to go to Denmark. So he went on、um, a, uh, a, trip, a trip to Denmark、uh, at first、uh, through. Uh, some dealers in Japan, and uh, uh, the dealers in Japan、uh, suggested he visit、uh, the Larson、uh, workshop. And from there, he, uh, uh, 16's uh, workshop was nearby, and、uh, he, he found this huge uh, 16's um, logo、uh, <laughs> at his workshop and decided to、uh, go to learn. Uh, pipe making from him, and because he was so persistent, yeah, he、uh, 16 finally gave in and let him uh, uh, into the, the, his、uh, workshop to learn. Then, in the end, yeah, he, he, he thinks that it was the best for him to learn from 16. What was the、uh, what, what pipes were traditionally sold in Japan then? その当時一部分が
やっぱりいいパイプ僕らが知らないというのはそれは全部その友也さんが海外で買い付けてきたものが並んでた So the, the only a selected few pipes、um, that the dealers in Japan、uh, acquired from the,、uh, like Denmark、um, can't, were available at the shops. And so there was very、um, a limited amount of、um, selection. And then Dunhill and, and, and Dunhills and Barling, Kamois. And some、mm-hmm. Italians.、Yeah. Toko, you have a very. Distinct style for pipes. When you look at the block of wood, do you see where what you think the pipe will look like, or do you let the wood tell you? So, Briar, しようかなというふうに考えたときに自然にそのグレインとかその木の。He says that、um, the, the block、uh, speaks to him, and、uh, when he starts to、uh, shave off the, the surface and starts to look at the grains,、um, he's able to sort of imagine what kind of sh-、uh, a grain would be best fit for a certain shape that, that would. That he would like to do. And, but he doesn't really plan things. But while, as he works through,、uh, even if he wants to sort of st-、um, make a classic shape, his、um, shaping tends to go for more of the, f- the free,、um, freehand style、um, shaping. I've, I've seen many, many of your pipes and understand the. The respect to the nature that is inside the block and allowing it to come out.、Um, is your volcano、mm-hmm. is one of your most popular shapes?、Mm-hmm. Sometimes, do you see a volcano in a pipe and then find out that it's not there and have to change it? Or do you find a, a volcano in a different style? その最初にイメージしたボルケーノじゃない時にそういうそのボルケーノっていうのはまた違う形にで探しますかそれともその全く違うあれになりますかボルケーノを作り出した時に途中から変わっちゃった時にはあクロスグレーンじゃなくて斜めにこうもっとさらに45度傾けてみたりとかそれによっていろんな形が出てくるだから一概にボルケーノやるよっつって決めて Usually, when he starts uh, 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 carving a, a volcano,、um, he doesn't necessarily plan on、um, getting a volcano. Because certain, if, if、uh, he finds a, 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 a sand, uh, sand pit and、um, some other faults, he, he would just turn it sideways and it'll be a cross grain. And that would become a blowfish. So、um, he doesn't necessarily. Um, even if he starts to、um, make a pipe as a volcano, it doesn't necessarily end up as a volcano. So it's truly the, it's the opposite pipe making of what every young artisan pipe maker is taught to see it and then measure it and then engineer it. It's 
let the block say what it's going to be. Toku-san, you see lots of new young pipe makers. Do you feel that young pipe makers need to spend more time being artists or do they spend too much time looking at the measurement and design before? He says he doesn't feel that way. It's it's just a different uh, way of making pipes, and if um, if a, a person needs to measure uh, all out, measure all the measurements before um, uh, carving a pipe to make a, a, a perfect pipe, then that that's that's just one way of making it, and his style is just. Uh, working with the, uh, the briar and it's totally different style so it, it's 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 just a way of um, thinking if you're fluent in japanese you'll uh hear the edits in there and i hope everybody else is uh keeping up and able to understand some of the passion that this uh, very humble man has for the art of pipe making. We'll be back with more Tokotomi in just a minute. This is Internet Radio. Meet Aaron, one of the most important people at SmokingPipes.com. In our shipping department, he's one of the cogs in the highly efficient wheel, if you will, that's responsible for making sure your order goes out right every time. Ain't that right, Aaron? I don't know all about that cog and the wheel stuff, but I do know at SmokingPipes.com, I take my work very seriously. Pulling tents of tobacco, weighing bulk tobacco, triple checking orders, and getting them out the door. Since it's so easy to order from SmokingPipes.com, you're keeping Aaron pretty darn busy. Look at him go, go, go. <laughs> In fact, it's been a challenge to get him to stop long enough to say hello. But Aaron doesn't mind. He loves his job at SmokingPipes.com. Why is that, Aaron? Because I don't just ship pipes. I smoke them. Gotta run. <laughs> just log on to SmokingPipes.com or call us at 1-888-366-0345. We are quality. We are experts. We are SmokingPipes.com. <laughs> We are back. More conversation from uh, Chicago with master pipe maker Hiroyuki Tokotomi. Has have you made the perfect pipe yet? This is, is it's easier to make a almost perfect pipe uh, with a classic um, style, classic shapes. But he doesn't know yet. <laughs> when a new pipe maker comes to you to to ask for your advice, what is the first thing you tell them? いつも言ってるのはいきなりフリーハンドのすごいものを作りたがる人ばっかりが 
says uh, he sees a lot of young uh, pipe makers who want to make uh, freehand from the start, from the beginning. But he would like to suggest uh, them making more of the classic shapes with the basic skills first before he were, um, before um, working with uh, freehand pipes. And when he means freehand, it's the freely formed shapes, not mm-hmm. the traditional Danish freehand with the mm-hmm. with the big bowls. Right. Yeah. Uh, Toko, you have a very different bowl coating, and I I have smoked your pipes. I own one. It is a very different kind of a bowl coating. Can you explain to us the bowl coating and don't give away any secrets if you don't want to? Mm-hmm. It's a secret. Oh, it's a secret. <laughs> it's a secret. <laughs> but it is very different and it is very easy to build a cake very fast. Says he says he uses a certain um uh, um I, I'm not I'm not sure what the word is in English. Um uh he uses a paint paint thinner and that might uh have um effect in the first uh bowl but after that um the, the smell might the smell will go away and it makes uh, the carbon state um, easier to for for the carbon to stay uh, stick to the walls, and build the cakes. Uh, does does Yuki or Kazue know the secret? Yuki まあ、ゆゆきが、ゆきがやる場合は、あれはすごくあの、僕は元気でやってるうちは、あの、溶剤、あの、コーティングをするけども、感じたちだけでやるようになった時には、もっと簡単な方法の別な方法に切り替える
uh, he's he has been teaching her um, some of the not not just the basics but the advanced uh, pipe uh, pipe making. Um, she she still isn't confident, and therefore they have the company stamp, and uh, Toku would help uh, her out with the certain lines that should be uh, in a certain way for it to be a product, and. Um, uh, so, uh, some of the 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 finishings, um, Tokutomi helps her out with that, and also the finishing of the mouthpieces mm-hmm. as well. Now, I I know you are a musician <laughs> and enjoy bluegrass country music. How does a pipe maker in Japan become a fan of bluegrass music and play bluegrass guitar? ブルーグラスに、あの、コテラシのは、うん。あの、ドブロとか、プラットマンドリンとかって自由 So before uh even before uh, leaving for Denmark, uh, he was into playing guitars and before he would be in, he was into rock and blues. Uh, but after when he got into pipe making, uh, he he wanted to listen to something more relaxing, and he he picked up uh, the country and bluegrass as the background music while uh, while making pipes, and uh, he, he, after guitars he would um, he went to the man- mandolin. Uh. And um, because his fingers are sh- short, um, certain chords he couldn't um, hold. He, he would um, change certain chords to better fit his uh, hand. <laughs> and um, he, he found a. Uh, 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 there's a live house uh, near his house now, and uh, before he was you know, having fun by himself with the, the guitars and everything, but he met uh, some people at the live house and, and uh, started with a, a band there. And I've seen you play oh. uh, two or three times. Richmond? Richmond and Little River. Uh, literally. Yeah. yeah and your skill as a guitar player is almost as good as your skill as a pipe maker. <laughs> Playing on the guitar is, for him, is, is like making pipe, freehand pipes. Um, because he would not stick with the chords, he'll just start jamming his own. And it, it, for him, it's it's kind of like that for for pipes. He would 
he doesn't want to stick with the certain um, limits, and he wants to go all out on the briars. Um, but um, it's his dream to make a, a, a perfect uh, classic shape. Uh, Toku-san, we'll finish up with what I call the fast five final questions. And there is no right answer or no wrong answer to the questions. I ask everybody the same five questions. Each, what is your favorite pipe? Your favorite tobacco? It's good. <laughs> Your favorite drink? Beer. <laughs> and your favorite thing to do while smoking your pipe? Music. And your favorite place to smoke your pipe? At his workshop. And I'll ask you if you'd like to say anything to our Japanese listeners. Now is your time to say hello to everybody. あの、皆さんこんにちは。徳富です。今シカゴでお話してます。あの、しっかりした動き答えができていませんが、よろしくご理解ください。またあの、日本のどこかのパイプショーでお会いしましょう。and I'll say thank you very much thank for you. your time. Yeah, we're going. There you have it, my uh, conversation from Chicago with uh, Tokotomi. I want to thank uh, Ryota for his time and translating and helping us out. Yes, there was a bunch of edits in there to trim it down in time and to keep the pace moving, but I wish you all could have been there to see the smile on his face light up when he talked about his wife and daughter making pipes and then about his music. And uh, there's a part that I left out completely about how he's a very proud grandpa. Tokotomi, one of the friendliest, kindest people you will ever meet. So we'll be back with the show in just a minute. I'm not just a pipe smoker. I'm a Meerschaum pipe smoker. All of my pipes come from MeerschaumStore.com. They've been in business for 50 years, and I can trust that there will be no hassles. Orders are processed and shipped fast, and they have every shape you can imagine, including calabash, claws, dragons, horror, even a sexy series. MeerschaumStore.com, the most trusted Meerschaum store for 50 years. are back hey don't forget make sure if you're an itunes subscriber please leave us a review or a rating i believe we're up around 66 67 of those already that helps the show get listed higher helps it uh, get found more if you got pipe smoking buddies that aren't listening hey make sure and tell them about the pipes magazine radio show follow me on facebook you can also like the pipes magazine radio show on facebook it's got its own fan page now so also, post any comments you got in the forums. Love reading them all. Uh, for music for tonight, I hope uh, Tokotomi will be okay with this, but I found on YouTube a song called Banks of the Ohio. It's a bluegrass band in Japan. 
It's not the best recording ever, but it is actually Tokotomi playing mandolin in this song. So here's a little bit of uh, Tokotomi playing some bluegrass with a whole band full of people. some good old-fashioned bluegrass music uh, direct from Tokyo. You, Daddy, has an email. Well, my inbox notes are kind of in disarray, so I'm going to muddle through this. Heard from a listener that is uh, South African-born, living in Southern Australia. Welcome aboard. Glad to hear from you. Uh, Jim emailed me or contacted me on Facebook wanting to find out about the tamper. I forwarded him a link to... Uh, where to get the tamper that I like, and it's the one that I designed for Brigham. Let me know that uh, he's in love with it, and it's working good for him. Glad to hear that. Just to clarify on uh, Fred Hanna's book, it is out of publication. There is no indication that it is going to be reprinted. However, it will be available on uh, Kindle through Amazon, and Fred's going to let us know the minute that happens. Uh, in production, coming up for uh, a couple of shows over the summer... Instead of having music, we will have excerpts from 
Rick Newcomb's audiobook. Rick's pulling uh, some three to five minute pieces, some of his favorite things out of the book, and sending them to me. As soon as I get them, I'll start uh, plugging them in in a little bit of a rotation. So we got that to look forward to over the summer. Don't forget the Kansas City Pipe Show in Overland, Kansas at the Doubletree Hotel. That is uh, June 21st, 22nd, 23rd. Heard the tables are all sold out. The dinner on Saturday night's all sold out, but uh, looking forward to being there. I'll be uh, roaming around and have some uh, special stuff there for you. I will uh, say it one more time just so that Fred doesn't get such a big head in case he happens to be listening. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a great interview with him, and I plan on getting him on back on the show just as soon as possible to touch on a few more things with uh, Fred. Fred and I could talk for hours and hours, and uh, maybe we'll just uh, get one of those conversations going. I'd love to hear him talk about tobacco. Love to hear him talk about uh, some more stuff out of his book would be uh, wonderful. So, yeah, Fred Hanna, great interview. Glad everybody enjoyed it. I want to throw in my two cents on the uh, nicotine factor and one of the things that cigarettes do. Uh, Cigarettes are the only thing that you regularly inhale, so putting it into the soft lung tissue, the tar buildup in there and the filtering of the smoke, that can't be really good. Uh, Pipes and pipes you don't inhale, but as opposed to chewing tobacco or cigars where you also don't inhale those, you really don't come into contact with the actual tobacco in the pipe smoke. And with the aging, probably the nicotine's a little lower. So that might explain some of it. Uh, Interesting, when uh, talking about a minimal uh, or a regular dose of nicotine, the doctor that Fred was talking to had three cigars a week. That was it, so... Apparently, three cigars a week was enough for him, and he was the one doing the studies. And uh, I guess that would be what the doctor would order. So, all right, everybody, hang on. Rant time's coming up next. This is Internet Radio. There's nothing quite like working in my shop or smoking my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. Check them out at corncobpipe.com. Cowboy. Cowboy. So as we already know, Starbucks is now smoke-free within 25 feet, and uh, I'm not going to rant about that. No, we've all had our uh, we've all had our release on that, and I'm we're all done with Starbucks. They won't be seeing me around there. Won't be stopping in for the espresso brownie anymore. I might just dr- grab a cup of coffee in a drive-through, and I'm out on the road. But what brings me to this is that instead of uh, heading to Starbucks for a nice weather afternoon or evening to uh, sit back, get caught up on some reading, smoke a pipe, and have a cup of coffee, well, damn it, I'm going home. I'm going home. I'm going to hang out on my front porch, have my uh, cup of coffee out of my own coffee maker at home, smoke on my own front porch when the weather's nice, talk to the little pooping frog or whatever animals happen to come by, the neighbor's cats or whatever's going on, 
What I'm gonna complain about now is these auto-dialer computer things that ring our house constantly four or five times a day. You get a call, it's an unknown number, or it's a phone number or something, but anyway, it's a computer-generated auto-dial phone call. And 99% of the time, we answer the phone. If I'm home, I'll answer it, because I want to terrorize the uh, solicitor on the other end, ask him all kinds of bizarre questions like how the weather is. Yeah, sometimes if you get into a real conversation and they get a little arrogant or pushy with me, I'll ask them, so when you were growing up, did you really want to be a telemarketer, or where did you fall off the earth and uh, decide that this is what you wanted to be? Anyway, these auto-dialer things, you pick up the phone, you answer, hello, hello, nobody there, nothing, and then all you hear is a click. Well, what the hell is this deal? What are these companies benefiting from these auto-dial phone calls trying to connect with somebody, trying to sell me something, but the computer won't even pick up? I want to know what it is. I got no clue. I really have no answer, except I would love to get somebody on the phone, some of the, one of the salespeople, and terrorize them for a while and talk to them, ask them questions, waste their time. Put the phone down. Say, hold on, I'll go get that person. Put the phone down for 10 minutes and wander around. Anyway, that's what I got to rant about. Can't rant about Starbucks. It's done. It's over. I sent them my email. I'm done with them. But now that I'll be home a couple of evenings more on the during the summertime and sitting outside, I'll be hearing the phone ring. So anyway, don't forget every Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, a brand new show goes up on PipesMagazine.com. Got any comments about the show at all whatsoever, make sure and post them on the forums, post them on the show link itself, contact me through Facebook. Want to advertise on the show? Contact Kevin Godby at Pipes Magazine. And with that, I will say I hope to see everyone in Kansas City for the Pipe Show. I'm looking forward to that in uh, two weeks, I guess. Yeah, two weeks. Three weeks. Two weeks? Don't know. I'm really tired anyway. Looking forward to a nice weekend at home, getting the house reset and relaxing. So I will say, until next time. Clouds when we're together. Just sing a song and think about sunny weather. Happy Tonight's show, the part of Kevin Godby, was performed by Miss Piggy.